Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Back Ram fans, this is Rams Up, your favorite LA Rams podcast. We are proud members of the Fans First Sports Network. That's fansfirstsports.com. You can also follow us on YouTube. Our channel is at LA Rams Up. I'm your host, Mark. You'll hear from my co-host, Tom, on occasion as well. Hey, we're not Rams insiders. We're just longtime fans who love talking about our Los Angeles Rams. Let's get to it. Welcome back, Ram fans. This is the Rams rehash episode. We've had a night to sleep on it, share some additional thoughts and data on this Rams win over the Browns, the Rams' third straight win to improve to 6-6. And a heads up, at the end of this episode, I have two little bits One, it's episode 310, so we're going to celebrate a ram who wore number 10. And I have a little pet peeve regarding the college football playoff. Now, as for yesterday's game, at the close of my Rams recap episode, before the Chiefs-Packers game, the Rams were the seventh seed in the NFC, meaning they had that final playoff spot in their hands, but the Chiefs could not take care of business. Come on, Chiefs, you got to take care of the Packers for us. They couldn't get it done. They might have been able to get it done if not for that missed pass interference call. 
Man, refing in the NFL is so inconsistent. But the Packers get the big win, dropping the Rams to the eighth seed. But there's a lot of football left to be played, a lot of tiebreakers to sort out. And we'll do that later this week, perhaps. The Rams currently have the 17th draft pick. Just a few weeks ago, they had the sixth pick. Hey, we still have a shot at the 32nd pick, don't we? In my recap, I called out the offensive line for having a great game. And Larry Jackson was awarded a game ball by Sean McVay. So they must have been really happy with his performance. And part of his job was to take care of Miles Garrett. Now, Garrett was banged up, but still Rams kept Matthew Stafford clean against a really good Cleveland Browns defense. So the offensive line and especially Alaric Jackson did play really well. We'll have some pro football focus grades here later on. Now, like I said, we'll get into that Rams path to the playoffs later this week. But a quick look at it right now. We still have a possibility of seven NFC teams being six and seven after next week's games. But they are not all necessarily fighting for a wild card. One of them will be the NFC South champion. But the Falcons, six and six, atop that NFC South right now, they host the Bucks. If the Bucks win that, both teams will be six and seven. If Atlanta wins, neither team will be six and seven. The Seahawks, six and six. They travel to San Francisco. I would expect them to lose to drop to six and seven. Now there might be an opportunity here for the Seahawks to catch the 49ers napping, perhaps a trap game. The 49ers winning that big game in Philadelphia. Those two teams developing a really good rivalry there. But let's say the Seahawks lose as expected. They're six and seven. The Vikings are six and six. They play the Raiders. And I'm going to take the Raiders in that one. Really need the Raiders to win. Really got to pull for the Raiders here. The Packers travel to play the New York Giants. Now, Packers will be favored, but I'm not counting out the Giants. So the Packers could slip to six and seven. The Rams travel to Baltimore. The Saints are five and seven. I suspect they will beat the Panthers to improve to six and seven. So there you have it. You could have seven teams with six and seven records. Probably not going to happen, but just reflects what a mess this NFC is. Get through some snap counts here. The offensive line and Matthew Stafford all playing 100% of the snaps, 64 snaps in all. Cooper Cup missed one snap. Kyron Williams missed just four snaps. So for whatever reason, they moved away from Royce Freeman in this game. Higby had 43 snaps and then left the game. Hunter Long picked up most of the remaining snaps. He had 21. Davis Allen won. Probably the most telling stat from this group is Demarcus Robinson, 38 snaps, Tutu Atwell, 25. And Demarcus Robinson still playing a lot of special teams. He had nine snaps on special teams. Nakua played 62% of the snaps. Remember, he left the game late in the first half. Thought we wouldn't see him for months, but there he was, back in the huddle. On the defensive side, Four guys in the secondary played every snap. Fuller, Johnson, Kendrick, and Witherspoon. Russ East and Kobe Durant, 32 snaps and 20 snaps respectively. No other defensive back played. Byron Young and Michael Hoyt, 90% and 89% of defensive snaps respectively. Interesting stat here. Jonah Williams and Bobby Brown both got more snaps than Kobe Turner. I missed that. Pretty surprising. 
and Troy Reader getting 19 snaps to Christian Roseboom's 11. Keir Thomas, by the way, got in for 15 snaps, the only edge rusher besides Hoyt and Young that saw the field. Now for some grades, the offensive line didn't grade out as well as I thought. Alaric Jackson was our best run blocker, 71.8, but only 63.8 in pass blocking. Not bad, but not as good as Steve Avila, 68.2. Rob Havenstein also had a good game in the run blocking department, 71.2. Kevin Dotson actually graded out as our worst run blocker with a 44.2. Our highest graded guys across the board, Puka Nakua, 90.2, his highest yet. Aaron Donald up there with an 84.8. Ernest Jones, 79.5. Matthew Stafford, 73.6. And two guys that are just getting some significant playing time over the last couple weeks, Demarcus Robinson, 73.2. And John Johnson, 72.6. And Alaric Jackson's overall grade, a 70.4. So he did indeed have a good day. Surprised it was better in run blocking than pass blocking, though. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, before we get to our uniform segment, let's talk about some news of note. Puka Nakua 
1,029 yards through the Rams' first 12 games. And that's right, that's the most for any Ram rookie ever. More than Torrey Holt, Isaac Bruce, Elroy Crazy Legs Hirsch, Tom Fears, Cooper Cup, Henry Allard. Puka Nakua has that rookie record. He needs 444 yards to break the NFL rookie record. Does he get it? Man, it's going to be tough. We have two really good pass defenses he has to go against, the Ravens and the 49ers. And then we have the Saints, Commanders, and Giants. He's going to need a big game against one of those teams, and the Commanders would be a likely victim of a 150-yard game. Their defense is just falling apart. It's going to be tough. I'm betting he's not going to get there, but man, would that be sweet or what? And another thing working against Puka, unfortunately, is his physical style of play. Man, he is an angry wide receiver, isn't he? And he gets banged up a lot. In fact, Sean McVay reporting on Monday that he's dealing with an AC joint sprain. But McVay does not think he's going to miss any action, should be ready for the Ravens game. And what are the Rams going to do with Lucas Haversick? Is he going to stick? I thought for sure we'd hear rumblings that they were going to move away from him. It was a 40-plus yarder that he missed, and he did hit another one. Still not feeling it. He may be the best option. Going to work with him, see if they can improve his accuracy, I suppose. But man, still nervous times when the Rams are kicking a field goal. And hey, they're in the hunt. I'd hate to lose a game because of our kicking game. Now, Tyler Higby left that game. We saw him get hit on the sideline, and they're saying he was out with a concussion. But I'm sure I saw him holding his hand like he was really in pain there. And receivers, tight ends, they hurt their hands. That's kind of a big deal. Haven't heard anything yet, but I have a feeling we might be seeing a little bit more of Hunter Long and Davis Allen over the next couple of weeks. Hopefully we get good news on Tyler Higby. And let's talk about our rookie punter. You know, we talk about all these other rookies on defense, Byron Young, Kobe Turner on offense, Puka Nakua, Steve Avila. We have a stud rookie on our special teams as well. Evans now seventh in the NFL in punting average. His longest punt is 72 yards. He's out kicking Johnny Hecker right now. And by the way, don't hear much about our rookie long snapper either. And that's a good thing. He was an undrafted rookie, Alex Ward, and he appears to be doing an excellent job as well. What's going on the rest of this week? Well, I will be sharing my updated power rankings, and I got to get you caught up on my game picks. As of right now for this week, I'm 8-4, and four, which puts me at 117-75 and 75 on the year. Hopefully we can get a roundtable at you in the next couple of nights as well as a Rams-Ravens crossover later in the week. And then, of course, my Rams-Ravens preview. I'm already working on that. Got an interesting game to look back at in Rams-Ravens history, and I'm excited to share that with you. It's episode 310, so let's talk about a Ram player who wore number 10, continuing our series there. You know, if I asked you about the great Ram quarterbacks. I asked you to give me a list of the best Ram quarterbacks ever. We're going to hear names like Bob Waterfield, Norm Van Brocklin, Roman Gabriel, Kurt Warner, maybe even Matthew Stafford. But I bet you one name I'm not going to hear is Mark Bolger. 
But maybe we should be talking a little bit about Mark Volger. He actually had a really impressive career with the Rams. He just happened to be part of one of the darkest eras in Ram history, unfortunately. Volger was selected by the Saints in the sixth round of the 2000 draft, the fifth quarterback taken, one of the six taken before Tom Brady. Saints waived him before the season started, and he ended up spending some time on the Falcons practice squad during that first season. Moved over to the Rams, didn't see any action until 2002. The Rams had started 0-5. Bolger then came in for the injured Jamie Martin, who had been filling in for Kurt Warner. And Bolger finished the season with a 6-0 record, but got hurt in the game against the Seahawks. Rams finished 7-9. Yeah, that dreadful 7-9 record. Played with the Rams through 2009, ended up starting 95 games, passed for over 22,000 yards and 122 TDs as a Ram. And if I knew this, I had forgotten Mark Bolger, number two in passing yards as a Ram behind Jim Everett. More than Roman Gabriel, more than Norm Van Brocklin, more than Kurt Warner, more than Bob Waterfield. After that 2009 season, Bolger moved over to the Baltimore Ravens, but he spent his entire time there backing up Joe Flacco, Joe Flacco of all people. Never thought I'd be talking about Joe Flacco so much in the 2023 season. So Mark Bolger probably doesn't get the recognition he deserves from Ram fans. He was a pretty decent quarterback, just played on some really bad teams. And I'll end this with a fun fact about Mark Bolger. His sister Kate was drafted 38th overall by the Minnesota Lynx in the 2004 WNBA draft. And she is a member of the West Virginia University Sports Hall of Fame. Okay, I'm just going to take a couple of minutes to talk about the college football playoffs. We could go on for hours on this subject and everybody has already covered this ad nauseum. But I just wanted to point out a couple of things, a couple of points of hypocrisy, I would say, by the committee. Their argument is over and over again that they're ranking these teams best team to worst, top four teams and so on. Right now, who are the best teams in football? And that's why they eliminated Florida State from the top four Right now, Florida State is not one of the top four teams in the country. And you know what? I probably agree. You get back to this, who deserves it and who the best team is argument. I'm not going to get into that. But if the committee is going to tell us that Alabama is better than Florida State, why would they not also tell us that Georgia is better than Florida State? And actually, Oregon is better than Florida State. Wouldn't you actually say that Penn State, Missouri... Oklahoma, and maybe even LSU, Arizona, for crying out loud, right now is probably better than Florida State. So don't tell me that you're ranking these teams best to worst, and that's how you're making these assessments. I think what the committee did was rewarded an SEC team. They had to have an SEC team in here, and they justified it any way they could. Is Alabama versus Michigan a better matchup than Florida State versus Michigan? Probably. I get it. Understood. But the committee really displayed their hypocrisy, saying Florida State's better than Georgia. It's obvious what they did here. They bumped Alabama over Florida State because they wanted to bump Alabama over Florida State. Or should I say, 
ESPN wanted to bump Alabama over Florida State. After all, we know what that S in ESPN stands for. Stands for SEC. If they had put Florida State number six or Florida State not even in the top six, then I'd be buying it. I call hogwash. That's all I'm going to say about that. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget about our YouTube channel. Our handle is at laramsup.com. Till next time, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there.